0: George Brock, we're back with you here at 710 KNUS. Final hour of the Thursday show, first full week of January of 2024. I'll be back with you from 6 to 10 a.m. Mañana. Chuck, after me for two, a little deep pre-seb until four, and then Brandon Tatum will take you all the way to the evening, four to seven. Of course, uh, the best part's the local part. That's just me saying, don't, I'm not saying don't listen to the other guys, but... Um, Come on, man, this is the best part, because you can call in and participate in this, and we can have conversations about the topics of the day, both national and local, as we want to have them. Now, you know from uh, listening to the show, I'm not super impressed with Vivek Ramashwamy, not from the standpoint that he isn't smart. I'm sure he's way smarter than I am. Um, Saw this social media post of him playing piano at something. I mean, it's just an impressive dude. He's an accomplished dude. He's a self-made millionaire guy. I mean, all that stuff is to be respected. I just don't like his politics, and that isn't to say that he can't be right. He just can't be right with me all the time. He just has this approach to him, this feel to me, like he wants to be Trump Jr., which he could never be, uh, and he's just a, this crazy idea guy. He's the the um, Billy Blaiswitz. Of 1982's *The Night Shift* with Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton and Shelley Long, and uh, and so I just I'm not not a huge fan. I get what he's doing. Been super successful. Don't misunderstand me. And I don't think he has a corrupt purpose and all that stuff. I'm just not a huge fan. However, I think if we're going to be um, intellectually honest, we have to call out the good things that people do, even if we're not huge fans otherwise. And this dude. Got asked a question by a reporter from the Washington Post in Iowa, right after Vivek had received the endorsement of Steve King, which is no small thing. Big time member of Congress from from Iowa carries a lot of weight. Also super conservative guy. And he gets asked this question about does he oppose white supremacy? Words to that effect. That's the pitch. And I don't know if they meant it to be a hanging curveball or whatever, but dude crushed this thing. I'm not even sure he knows what baseball is or plays it, but nonetheless, he crushed this thing.
1: Um, G, can you play that clip? I'm not I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, which actually fits, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine, and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And frankly, this is why people have lost Trust. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy because you asked a stupid question. The reality is I condemn vicious racial discrimination in this country. But the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. You want to know what the best way is to end discrimination on the basis of race? Stop discriminating on the basis of race. Do that and we're going to move this country forward. And I don't care whether you're black or white or brown or anything in between. That's how we're going to unite this country. You people have been responsible for dividing this country to a breaking point, creating a projection of national division. I meet people from the south side of Chicago to meetings like this one of every shade of melanin, multiple from man to woman, doesn't make a difference, who are hungry for reviving unity in this country. And you, with your catechism that you try to get as politicians to whatever fake headline you're going to print on the basis of this conversation tomorrow, that's what's dividing this country for a break, to a breaking point. Shame on you. Look people in the eye and tell them what you've actually failed to tell them for the last five years. Own the accountability for your own failures as the media. That's how we rebuild trust in this country. And until then, I don't have a lot of patience to play the games.
0: Mic drop. Holy smokes, that was good. Dang, that was spot on. He's also a great communicator. He has just the one pitch. He doesn't have any other inflections than the one you hear in in every answer. But, oh, my gosh, that was good. That was a couple paragraphs of Jack Johnson left and right, right into that reporter. And didn't he say what you were thinking this whole time? Isn't this kind of the model you now expect from candidates? It wasn't disrespectful, but the guy came right out and said, shame on you. And he wasn't talking about her as an individual as much as he was the mainstream legacy media, right? Like, shame on you for having perpetuated this nonsense. I'm against vicious racial discrimination. Who isn't? But I just thought, man, that's a good answer. That could get that could get him some traction. Not, not enough to win or even come in second, but that could get him some traction. I like that answer, and that is to challenge the premise of these lefties. As they try to get you to denounce this or denounce that, and he wouldn't buy into it. The The other thing I gathered from this, I'd love to get your feedback on this, 303-696-1971. The other thing that you learn about this, this is the modern era. You know, there used to be trackers, and they still, they still exist, where they send trackers around. That's the opposition, usually funded by a third party, sometimes a Soros-based group, sometimes just some other left-wing group and they follow around candidates for office. Used to be just the major ones. Now they'll go follow anybody and try to develop a series of quotes or engagements with other people, some of them staged, some of them not, where they think the person is caught off guard, maybe they're at ease, and they record them saying something that they can then cut and use on the media, like, oh, can you believe so-and-so said this? The response to that, in many ways, has been that the candidate themselves has to have somebody recording their entire encounters with the public. You almost have to have like a body cam. Maybe that's the way to go, a body cam throughout your encounters. And the reason you have to do that is because these things get taken out of context and and brutally altered. Imagine if that exchange had taken place and the only person recording the event was the Washington Post recorder who asked the question, would we have ever heard that? Would we have believed it? Would we have known it? He's right, man. The Washington Post article would have led with um, Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to denounce white supremacy. That's exactly he's exactly right. But this now has to be the response for candidates from dog catcher to president. You got to have somebody by your side recording every encounter. Maybe that's the new business we start. Gee, we got to get Billy involved, too. But um, and that is a politician body cam. So you're allowed to actually record everything yourself. So when somebody says, hey, this happened and that happened, you can be like, no, no, I was there. This is my view. If my eyeballs were in my sternum, this is my view or something like that. What did you think of his response? Do you agree with it? I do. I do. Was he wrong? Was this the kind of answer you expect from a DeSantis or a Haley or a Trump? My God, man, the... the, it's different than Trump's, too, because Trump would go after the reporter, but personally. Do you know what I mean? Like Trump's response would have been, you're a nasty woman or some such thing, you know, blood coming out of her, all of her openings or whatever. You know, how, that's how he would do it. This is far more effective, persuasive and nuanced than those things. I I, I just thought it was the best thing I'd heard from Vivek um so far. Does this change your opinion about him? Does this make you want to give him another look? And what do you think? 303-696-1971. You know, looking at Vivek, by the way, you notice that um, he's a young man. I think the dude's like 15 or 16 or something like that. But even with his hair as it is, that could be the permanent hairline. It could be the hairline he has until he goes into the grave many, many years from now. But it also could be a sign when you wear it up poofy like that, it's to distract from the fact that the scalp is making some progress inside there. If you're a guy like that, and you're like, you know what? I think I'm losing my hair. And hell, you may have been losing your hair like my brother since you were in your 20s. My brother just gave up. He went all Geronimo and shaved his head. And he's a good-looking bald dude, just like G. But maybe you're not there. Maybe that's not the look you want. Maybe you have my scalp, my skull. I shaved my head for airborne school 100 years ago. I can't go bald. I would look like I had had multiple brain surgeries if that happened. There's another option. It's Doctor. Um, it's Doctor Tanya Paul's with advanced with advanced hair, and uh, the Doctor Tanya Paul's people can figure out a way to give you your youth back, and along with it, the confidence that comes with it. The way you have to do that is uh, give give them a call at seven uh, two Zero seven two zero four five nine H A I R. 720459 hair. You get $250 off. That should be enough to get you to call, but they throw in more because you listen to the show. 250 free hair graphs. It starts working the very next day. It's your hair, it's not some synthetic thing. You walk in, you walk out, same day guaranteed results there are so many dudes out there that have had this done and you don't know it because they're not wearing special signs that say look what i did they don't do that but i talk to guys that have had this it's phenomenal and it sticks with them it works check them out at advancedhair.com that's advancedhair h a i r com. uh let's see 303-696-1971 antonio from denver you're on 710 what do you think
2: yeah, good morning. Uh, yeah, I'm a Democrat. I'm voting for Trump, and I would like to see either Swamp or Tuckerson to be uh, the VP for Trump.
0: Hold on. You broke up just a hair. You said Vivek or who? Uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson to be the VP. Um, yeah. Let's step back. I don't need to ask you about the Trump thing. I get that. The majority of Republicans are in the same boat. Why Robert no, Swamp for VP? I know. what. Well, I'm just saying that. What? Oh. Hold on, you just blew my mind. What in the hell are you doing, voting for Trump as a Democrat?
2: Uh, so Trump, uh, for four years, I liked what he did, and as a Democrat, what my party's been doing for the last few we've had in office, um, I'm just, I'm just tired of it. And instead of switching parties, I believe staying with my party and trying to fix it, fixing the values, the the American values, to get this country better. Because the Democrats we got now, no, they don't they don't have the same values.
0: Look, someone's going to ask, what are the values that make you a Democrat? Like, why are you a Dem if you're in agreement with how the last uh, presidential term went with Trump? Like, give me a Democrat value that you hold.
2: Okay, so my, so I'm going with the the original Democrat values where we believed in closed borders, we believed in low taxes. Uh, it was more for the country, for American people. Now, my party's for every other country and not America. Uh, I'm stuck on the old Democrat values, which, like I say, the closed borders, low taxes. I, Antonio, I don't know why. Spoiler
0: alert: Here, you are, you're a Republican. How about pro-life, pro-choice?
2: On that one, uh, you know, I believe. I believe incest or rape or uh, a health on a woman. I kind of understand, but if a girl just out there spreading it, and getting pregnant after like two abortions, they should just tie her tubes. I, I don't believe oh a God. girl should just be out there having fun and thinking abortions okay because it's not.
0: Antonio, other than the governmental intervention on the reproductive right, other than that part, you're a Republican man. I mean, you're uh, pretty much Democrat, pro-life, sorry. consistent with the party. No, no, you may yeah. have a D next to your name on the on the ballot or in your registration, but so far I'm waiting for that thing. Close the borders, low taxes, abortion only in the case of rape or incest. What are, health, What yeah. makes you a Democrat?
2: Like I say, I'm stuck on the original values my party was originally had back in the days. Like I say, we believed in the closed borders. We believed in low taxes. I don't know if it went from Clinton when it went backwards where they flip flop, but I still remember back in the days my party was for American, and now the way they flip flop, I don't know. You know, back in the days it was Republicans who wanted uh, to open borders so they can have people with the cheap labor. Cheap and labor. Just yeah. It just flip flop. It hey, just flip flop over the years.
0: Antonio, tell me why Vivek for VP?
2: Uh I. Well, the way he's putting stuff out there like this racial stuff, and you know the way he he sees our our system being corrupt, what they're doing for Trump, uh, how they're treating him, he he has that I that mindset where he sees the wrong in it, and I believe with the way he sees things and the way Trump did the four years he already did, I think they'd be a good team.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Antonio, thanks for the call. You are a unicorn, my man, in the Democrat Party. I imagine they're not going to invite you to a lot of their reindeer games, but I appreciate that you call in here. Keep doing it. 303-696-1971 is Antonio's line. Richard, you're on 710 KNUS, and I think we have Nick on after that. Richard, you're on 710. What do you think?
3: Hey, George, can you hear me?
0: My man, it is so great to hear your voice. It has been a long time. (laughs)
3: You know, every time I hear your voice, I'm reminded of being at CU and listening to you crack jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so so for folks that don't appreciate
0: the insider baseball here, uh, Richard was an ROTC mate of mine. He was, of course, many, 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 many years advanced uh, compared to me in ROTC, but uh, been a soldier for a long time. When did you get out, my man?
3: I got out in 2000. Uh, I got out in Alaska, and I spent, boy, uh, I think 21 years total in Alaska. Holy
0: smokes. <laughs> were you a judge up there? Did I see that? Were you a judge?
3: Yeah, I was. I was for a while, but now I'm a federal employee. But, uh, you know, when you were talking about, uh, you know, for example, I remember you came up to Alaska one time. And I was doing I one did. of my first trials. And you were a DA, but you were in the reserves. And I can remember yep, I was—I right. think it was a direct. I think it was a direct. Maybe it was a cross examination. And this witness, I just could not control him. And then I looked back at you, and you had these big, big-eyed tears ahead, like, "Oh my God, this is not going well." And then you gave yeah. me some of the best on-the-fly advice, Charlie. I did. Literally, you just don't get get in the army. I guess you get it all the time as a DA. You saved my bacon, and I never really thanked you for that. I did? <laughs> what the heck? You we did. need more you, calls like this. You know, <laughs> yeah, you told me that uh, you said something like, Rich, when you're cross-examining this guy, you're the witness. And the witness is either agreeing or disagreeing with with what you're saying. And if you do any more than that, you're, you're screwed up. Sorry about that. <laughs> and, yeah, uh,
4: right. and
3: I turned around. And it worked. And I I thought. You took charge. uh, Why haven't I heard. You took charge of your Yeah. Took charge. That was up at Wainwright.
0: That was up at Fort Wainwright, Alaska.
3: Yeah. It was. It was. It was. uh... Yeah. And I never really thanked you for that. Oh, man, great
0: story. Thank you. I, I, it, by the way, keep calling in on a regular basis as long as the screeners let you through. I'm kidding. They always do. Um, <laughs> you were interested, and you're great on YouTube, by the way. We get all your comments. I just can only rock so many text things at once. But um, you were interested in the Vivek conversation.
3: I was. I was. You know, I so I uh, totally agree with your Billy Blaze assessment of Vive, Vivek. And but I also think that almost everyone who's uh, running for president is some form of Billy Blaze, and I think Biden is probably the biggest <laughs> Billy Blaze. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so, but uh, but I think one thing that I was, I was disappointed with, uh, let's just say, Nikki Haley, but also uh, yeah. uh, DeSantis, is that they're they're just a little clumsy on their feet, and I think that Vivek when he's confronted with a gotcha question was quick on his feet and was able to deal with it in a way that Nikki Haley could not with the, you know, cause of the civil war question, which should have been a layup. That should have been a softball question. And then there's DeSantis and his boots, you know, he's challenged for his boots and literally that's all I can think about now <laughs> is his stumbling response to the, the lifts in his boots. And Vivek, you know, he's, he said some things that are, that I disagree with. And I think i put it in my comment. You know, there's one thing that he said about eliminating 50% or 75% of the thorough workforce that totally has me concerned. I mean, that's totally Billy blaze idea, but I just, well, one, it
0: presupposes an authority he doesn't have, right? Like I'm just going to walk in and send an email that says, if you're receiving this email, it's your last day with the government. Like he couldn't do that. But beyond that, your question was a good one in that. And that is what are you cutting man? What are we getting rid of?
3: <laughs> yeah, so I think there's a, there's a lot of half baked ideas that aren't thought through all the way. Um, but I do think that he's quicker on his feet, and I think just in today's media environment, that's the person who's going to survive uh, as president. I, you know, I you know, yes, Trump you know liked to fight back and he liked to spar with the press, but his responses are not like Vivek's responses. You know, uh, Trump, for all the zingers he got in, in responding to the press, just as often he shot himself in the foot. And I see very I, few. I think, too, the thing with Vivek,
0: yes. and you're you, you, rich, you're right about this. Vivek, and I'll let you finish the answer, but he is of the candidates, m- and maybe Nikki's right there with him, just a little bit low, but the dude's unflappable, right? Like, you can throw a whole bunch of things at him, but he is just quick enough and just articulate enough that, man, he sounds like he's plotted out a three-paragraph answer every single time. He doesn't uh or um or stammer. Dude just vomits up a bunch of great sentences and paragraphs. That part is true.
3: Right, right. And, and you know, the, the go-to response uh, for the Democrats and some of the liberal press is, I mean, as far back as I can remember, every Republican candidate is Hitler. I mean, Reagan was Hitler. Bush was Hitler. Romney was Hitler, Trump was Hitler, uh, or they're racist. And Vivek and Nikki Haley, they take that tool, that that club that Democrats have been beating Republicans over the head with. It, it's either taken away or it's blunted in its effectiveness. Um, that, that's that's that, that's why I'm kind of looking at these two more more so than say DeSantis or Christie or even Trump.
0: Well, I think uh, this is an, another topic for another day, but I think if DeSantis doesn't come in in Iowa as a strong second, because he's not going to a New Hampshire, I think it may be time to fold up the tents and go back to Florida. And it's not a reflection of how great a governor he is. It will be a reflection of a campaign that just failed to get any traction. I think that's real. That could happen. The Vivek thing, him pulling off a TV. I know what he says. I don't agree that it's just a, it's stupid to do that. If he had the funds, he would. This could end up becoming a two person race after New Hampshire pretty quickly.
3: I think I agree. I agree. I, I don't get me wrong. I like I like DeSantis, but I think Florida politics is different from national politics. And for some reason, the message that he has that catches fire in in Florida that the Flor- Floridians love is just not connecting nationally. And I don't know why. I think uh, I think uh, the press has gone overboard to try to make him look ridiculous. And, you know, like, like I mentioned the boots. You know, it was effective because every time I see DeSantis, I think about his boots.
0: You <laughs> told him to tuck the pants in the white boots. Rich, I got to go because I got to come up against a heartbreak, but please tell me this isn't the last time you're going to call.
3: No, no. I'll I'll call again. I I work East Coast time, so right during the middle of your show, I'm I'm doing meetings, and I put you on pause, and when I resume you on YouTube, I'm like 20 minutes behind the conversation. So I'm always hesitant to call in. But but when I saw you read my question, I was like, oh, now, today's the day. Yeah.
0: It (laughs) it is great to have you back in Colorado. Thanks for the very, very generous words, too,
3: at the beginning there. Oh, yeah. Well, and thank you, because I never did thank you. (laughs)
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks, man. We'll talk with you soon, Judge. See you. That's Rich, a good buddy of mine from going back 100 years. I mean, we're talking more than 30 years ago. And that time I was up at, at uh, Fairbanks, that's where Wainwright is, that he's talking about that story. That had to be, my God, 98 holy smokes what has happened to me where did the time go hey listen we're going to cut away for a break I promise we're going to come back with Nick others who have called in at 303-696-1971 don't want to leave though before I tell you about our good friends at Ultra Botanica that name won't matter to you but what will is the product they've got out there at the natural grocers called Ultra Kerr this stuff works Uh, I'm not telling you that because they pay me to say it they don't I'm telling you that because I've used it. Billy and I both use it and not one, two or three days. We use like a month supply of this stuff. And the fact is, if I didn't think it worked, I wouldn't read for him or if I was gonna read for someone and I didn't think their product it would have to be for so much money, but I don't need to do that with UltraCur. It is that patented curcumin-based all-natural supplement that you can get a three-day free supply of at the natural grocers by going to the vitamin manager and saying, please give me my free sample. If you're like 50% of everybody that takes it within less than two days, that gives you a day left for other stuff. Within two days, you start to experience relief. Anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, overall health builder don't believe me? Check them out at getultranow.com, getultranow.com. But do this. Don't rely upon the company to tell you all the great things about curcumin, C-U-R-C-U-M-I-N. Go go check it out on your own. Go Google curcumin and just see what this miracle product can do and the way they've put it together and their patented formula and all this stuff maximizes the benefits to you, go to your natural grocer's today, got to go to the vitamin manager and get it, but check them out at getultranow.com When we come back, your calls, your texts, it's the vive hour at least for the moment. it's George Brockler 710 k u s Pearl Jam right here, going back to the days when right about the time Rich and I were in ROTC together up there at beautiful CU Boulder Go Buffs, right back to the phone lines Nick from Denver, you're on 710 Nick, what do you think?
4: Uh, let me just uh, say a couple things about. Uh, <clears throat> um, guy just lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, um, ah, the shortage of skilled workers. And yeah. I don't know if you remember a guy by the name of Mike Rowe. He's still around. And he had that. Oh, yeah, show yeah, on the TV. worker guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great yeah. dude. Yeah. Uh, he, dirty jobs. He'd go around. Anyway, yes. uh, this skilled labor shortage has been building up for years. And the reason is is mostly social. Uh, Most families do not want their kid to get into a job where you could get your hands dirty. It would be better to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. But hopefully that's going to change. And what the government should do is what the government did in 1942 when we had a severe shortage of pilots. And they had these uh, 90-day wonder program where they trained these guys. They had to have a college degree. Yeah, uh, but they they became full-fledged pilots within three months. At least they knew the basics, and we need to get into a crash program to solve this problem. It's a t- terrible problem of not enough skilled people, and that's why it's taking so long to get anything fixed in this country anymore.
0: Well, the timing is right, Nick, because you've probably seen the same articles I have. People are starting to question the value of, of higher education at the level of cost that it has and how much debt is involved. I attribute this 100% to the federal government, um, hijacking the financing of, of education. But, um, you know, maybe this is the right time to do something like that. And I'm not sure we don't have some programs that push that, but maybe what you're talking about is we need
4: to expand this
0: and advertise it more.
4: Well, I'll give you some stark statistics of the five, for every five people that are leaving the trades, as they call them, because they're getting older and they want to retire or for whatever reason, only two are replacing them. That's the problem. And so you need some kind of a, a government, not a, not run by the government. They just they just provide the outlines. Mm-hmm. The details have to be worked out on the pri- in the private sector. But you need a program to accelerate high school graduates getting into the trades. Because it's just going to get worse.
0: There's a pretty cool facility out in Cherry Creek School District that they have that is a trades-driven kind of thing. It's I wouldn't say it's an alternative to school. It's a supplement to school, and, and there are kids that get out there and learn different things. I don't know about the construction of the house stuff, but a lot of the other things like the HVAC, the computer, all this other right. stuff. Right. I don't know how many school districts have invested in that, but I like that direction as well. We have for a long time – maybe you're right, man. Maybe you and Mike Rowe are right. We have stigmatized manual labor by suggesting somehow it's uh, it's not the right choice for people, and we've pushed a whole bunch of people into higher education. We've made it easy for them to gobble up a whole bunch of money uh, that we're then going to tell them they don't have to pay back. And we've let them take ridiculous classes like ethnic studies or, you know, women's studies or fiber art or whatever it is instead of degrees that actually earn money and make a difference. I mean, some of these we're giving people degrees just to stay in academia to generate more academics. I mean, they they don't actually produce any. They're not expanding man's knowledge of anything. They're not producing anything. They're not solving any problems. It seems to me like maybe this is the right direction to go, man. Have you been in that? What's the industry you chose? Where did, what was your
4: education in? I'm a general contractor by training. I have not been in it in 10 years for a variety of reasons. But even at my advanced age, I'm thinking of getting back into it and trying to put a crew together because there's so much work out there. People just can't get anybody to do anything. They don't know You're, what they're doing. That's why the, the quality has really plummeted because the gaps – are being filled by this unskilled labor.
0: You know, you probably have contacts with people that are still in the game. And the, and the story I recited was one I heard from the GC, you know, in our neighborhood and stuff. And he was like, look, man, I could lose a crew in a day. I got people that are contracted to come out here. They're going to throw up the drywall. They're going to do the, whatever it is. If someone else in some other part of the area is like, I will pay you X number of dollars more, they just leave. They're just gone. And there just isn't enough the competition isn't on the buyer's side it's on the seller side the laborer's side right. of things and while it's great for them horrible for builders
4: well that's a legal problem if this crew had already signed a contract with the builder to do this job and then they just leave <clears throat> I don't know legally what the recourse is but they've broken their contract
0: oh my guess I mean, is what it is is it's that. not it's my guess is it's not the business owner subcontractor it's his wink wink nudge nudge migrant labor force that are popping smoke and leaving that's my guess me ain't taking them to court
4: well they if that if that's the case they don't care because most of them don't have proper papers and uh, you can't really go after them legally because they don't have that's anything right. and, and you, they don't you know you, you there's nothing you can take from them so I can right. see that happen yes Hey,
0: can I uh, convert you to a caller on this other topic? I know you called in on this one. This has been a great conversation, especially given your background and experience. But this Vivek Ramashwamy, uh, I played that clip. I may play it again before the end of the show. I was taken with it because I found myself nodding and going, yes, yes. Did did you hear it? And what do you think of him?
4: I did not hear the clip. However, I, I have heard him before. I don't agree with a lot of the things he said. And he comes across as a little bit too brash and I-know-it-all attitude. However, uh, he's got a sharp mind, and he's he's quick on his feet. And as one caller said, that is a definite plus in today's news cycle.
0: And he's fearless with a two-nick. Great call, and I think you just nailed it. Brash, know-it-all, but quick on his feet, sharp, uh, great call, Nick. Thanks. Hey, um, Nick's call. Nick's line is open 303-696-1971. Let me do this. I'm going to let me do a read and then I'll have G play that clip again. It just spoke to me in a way that I'm like, why can't more candidates be this good uh, at responding to some of these gotcha questions out there? I just thought it was well done. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you about somebody who's in the trades who does a wonderful job for you. And what this guy has done is figured out a way to create a business where he has long-term employees because he treats them right. He pays them right. That's Mitch Floria with the art of granite. He doesn't have subcontractors to worry about getting pulled away, this, that, or the other. People try to come and poach his employees all the time, but they can't because they're a family out there. And the reason they're a family is they are dedicated to doing a great product at the right price and making your house look awesome, making you happy with what you've got. So whether it's the, the God made stuff, granite, which is in the name of the website, theartofgranite.com, theartofgranite.com, uh, or marble, or even the uh, the the man-made stuff, the quartzes. I got quartz in mine, and it looks fantastic. I mean, it looks natural to me, but they were able to carve this thing And the other thing that they do that is so brilliant is you know it's hard to get a giant piece of anything without blowing your budget. So they get the pieces at the reasonable to install and to make and all that stuff. And they put these things together in such an attention to detail, flawless way. Like you've been in some houses where you've seen there's some sort of ribbon of this running through that and all that. And you can see the divisions in in the countertop. Not with this one. There's like maybe one spot. If I stare at long enough, I'm like that. But the rest of it, fantastic. When you go to his um, warehouse, his showroom you don't see any mistakes at all these guys are that good and they love 710 listeners so here's the deal you purchase a kitchen countertop package you get it awesome awesome installation awesome customer service but then they'll throw in the bathroom countertop for free they want to encourage you to beautify the the entire house maybe it's a finished basement maybe it's a laundry room doesn't matter and if you're only doing one room they don't care they'll throw in the sink for free and oh by the way everybody Gets wholesale prices, wholesale prices. It's just the people that say they listen to this show that get the benefit of the free bathroom countertop or free sink. Check him out at theartofgranite.com, but I'd give him a call on his cell phone, 303-386-5919. 303-386-5919. Tell Mitch George told you to call. Hey, um, G, can you play, before we go
1: to break, can you play that clip one more time that Vivek, uh, Vivek had? I'm not, I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, which absolutely fits, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine, and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And frankly, this is why people have lost Trust, and I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vikram Swami refuses to condemn white supremacy because you asked a stupid question. The reality is I condemn vicious racial discrimination in this country, but the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. You want to know what the best way is to end discrimination on the basis of race? Stop discriminating on the basis of race. Do that, and we're going to move this country forward. And I don't care whether you're black or white or brown or anything in between. That's how we're going to unite this country. You people have been responsible for dividing this country to a breaking point, creating a projection of national division. I meet people from the south side of Chicago to meetings like this one of every shade of melanin, multiple from man to woman, doesn't make a difference, who are hungry for reviving unity in this country. And you, with your catechism that you try to get as politicians to whatever fake headline you're going to print on the basis of this conversation tomorrow, that's what's dividing this country for a break, to a breaking point. Shame on you. Look people in the eye and tell them what you've actually failed to tell them for the last five years. Own the accountability for your own failures as the media. That's how we rebuild trust in this country. And until then, I don't have a lot of patience to play the games. Boom.
0: It's Vivek Ramashwamy, I think, yesterday. 303-696-1971. Let's cut away for a break. We'll come back. We'll take your calls, your texts. George Brockler, 710-KNUS. George Brockler back with you here. 710-KNUS. Final segment of the show. Uh, before I get into the business of things here, I've got to get into the business of things here uh, at the radio. And, I, and that means to remind you of a superstar justice seeker out there named Dan Kaplis and Bobber Waheed. Um Dan, as you know, has not just been a fighter for justice for decades here. Dan is also a guy who made the really horrific employer mistake of bringing me on board as uh, a brand new civil attorney back in 2005 2006 i can't remember when it was but uh, i left the da's office in jeffco in the first judicial district i thought i had seen every bad case a guy would want to see it turned out i was wrong on that i didn't know aurora was in my future by five years um uh, six years but um dan brought me on board taught me how to try civil cases and uh, i ended up doing bobbers first and i got to tell you, some of the my takeaways from having worked with Dan for a couple years were that uh, the guy doesn't care about the money piece. I know that sounds crazy, but not from his own standpoint. The guy doesn't care about his money. He cares about getting you as much justice, and usually that takes the form of a financial settlement, as he can. I've just never heard him haggle over things like that. Uh, the other takeaway from him is... Um, dude's willing to commit himself even to sort of this novel inventive thinking on the law. If it means getting you into the end zone, I can't tell you how many brainstorming sessions we had on cases where we were certain something bad had happened. We were certain we knew who did it, but what was the vehicle to get them into court and into the end zone? And the guy, you know, has been doing this so long. I learned a lot from him. Um, you can actually benefit from all that stuff. Uh, Give him a call, 303 770 5551. 303 770 5551. Or check him out at dancaplislaw.com. Caplis is C A P L I S. Dancaplislaw.com. Just some of the text before we cut away here. Someone texted in, George, who is G? G is Geronimo. And that's not even his real name, but that's that's who's working the boards right now. Here's another one. Someone texting in, it was hard to believe Antonio was a Democrat. Uh, None of us would ever vote for Trump agreed on that. I think what he's trying to say is, I've been a D since D's were different. You know, like a Kennedy Democrat couldn't be a Democrat anymore. You know that, be honest. Hey, George, Jeffco School District has Warren Tech. That's right. They even had Warren Tech back when I was a kid. My son completed their welding program, got a great job offer before he graduated. My experience is public high schools do a poor job of promoting these options, so students and parents are pretty much unaware schools are all about college readiness. Agreed. I want kids to be college ready, but I also want kids to recognize that you don't have to go to college to be successful. South Dakota has an apprentice program going on there. What was that, G? Oh, one minute. Uh, let me read as many of these here. Uh, so are you saying you can be bought off or hawk a product you not do not believe in for enough money? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I'm saying, because I am a businessman. I am an American. The good news is I've never had to do that here on this program. George, I work downtown interacting with migrants every day. 95 percent have fistful of cash. They were given by the Biden government. Oh, my sweet Lord. That's crazy. Why? What does he think of Chris Van Winkle popping smoke to leave the Senate? That's not Chris. It's Kevin Van Winkle. That's interesting. I should have asked that question. Should add, these are known bills. There's so much more to get through. Listen, let's start this up again tomorrow. Would you? Thanks for everybody that called in, made the show so great today. It's always you, the textures, the callers. Stick around. George Brockler, 710-KNUS.